Um, Catherine and Gift, um, if you'd like to give us a wave, Catherine and Gift are going to come and speak to us um, later on this morning. Um, but we have a five-minute video which leads into what they're going to be saying this morning. Um, and I think we've got that for us now. My name is Catherine Asiku. My name is Gift Asiku. I work in the Literacy and Scripture Engagement Department. My role is to coordinate the Bible translation and language development work. I first came to Uganda on a short-term placement to work in literacy. I met Gift, who is now my husband, and I've ended up staying a lot longer than I planned. We have two boys called James, who's eight, and Simon Peter, who's six. They love living in Uganda because there's a lot of freedom. They can go out and play. Our day starts at about a quarter past six in the morning. The boys have to go to school much earlier than they would in the UK. They have to be there by 7.30. We ride on that road to the school. And then we go and collect the milk, which is a short walk from our house. The journey to the office takes just over seven minutes. I work every day in the office until one o'clock. Then we come home for lunch and then Gift goes back to the office. I go and meet the children and then help them to do their homework. In the evening we, we have supper together. The Bible Translation Office in Entebbe is, is like a hub that provides services to the rest of the projects in this country. It provides consultant services in translation, in linguistics, finances, in computer support, supervision of the translation projects. This great team we have here in Uganda has one big goal, to see transformed lives of the people in this country through Bible translation into the language that people speak every day. I work in the area of literacy and scripture engagement. Most of my work involves producing materials in local languages to help people to read and write in their mother tongue and to help people to read and understand the Bible and apply it to their lives. Some of the materials I produce include calendars, wall charts for classrooms, Bible study guides, Bible story books, books of local stories and proverbs, and primers and teaching guides. My biggest challenge is that the team I work with are in language areas, and to meet them face to face, I need to travel for six hours or eight hours to meet them. It's a long distance, and I'll have to be away from home for three to four days, at least. Uh, in Uganda, we have uh, five Bible translation projects, and uh, all the five have finished the New Testament, and three of them have just started doing the Old Testament. Then we have other four projects that are yet to start translation of New Testament. I enjoy living and working in Uganda. It has its challenges, getting used to having power cuts and water supply failures now and again. Look at the office, we're fortunate enough to have a generator. I don't have a training in translation. I don't have a training in linguistics. I'm a teacher by profession. Uh, my training is also in IT. So bringing those skills into Bible translation has been a great experience. The joy in this work is seeing the smiles in the faces of the people when they receive portions of the New Testament or of the Bible. Sometimes it's only a chapter and they're able to read it. That's, that has been my highlight every time. For me, it's a privilege to work here for Wycliffe. 
I'm excited that I can play a small part in enabling people to have books to read in their language. I get very excited when the books I've been working on together with my colleagues finally come back from the printer to unpack them from the box and see the work complete. As speakers of English, we are very blessed and fortunate to have at least 122 different versions of the Bible in our language. But what about those many people in the world that don't have a single verse of the Bible in their language? There's an injustice here. We are Bible rich, they are Bible poor. I feel very blessed to be part of Wycliffe Bible Translators, to be able to do something tangible. There's no any other writing or any other publication like the Bible, which comes so powerfully and transforms lives. It transforms my life. I know it has transformed other people's life. Reading today is from Hebrews 4, verses 6 to 12, and it's on page 1138 in the Church Bible. Therefore, since it still remains for some to enter that rest, and since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go in because of their disobedience, God again set a certain day, calling it today. This he did when a long time later he spoke through David, as in the passage already quoted. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For those who enter God's rest also rest from their own work, just as God did from his. Let us, therefore, make every effort to enter that rest, so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Good morning, I hope you can all hear me. My name is Catherine Asiku and this is my husband, Gift. And uh, we're very pleased to be uh, worshipping with you this morning and we thank you very much for your welcome. We've been here on and off since January. Most of you will have seen us at some point. And uh, when we came back from Uganda in December on our home leave, we were praying that God would lead us to a church where we could have a spiritual home while we're on home leave. We have a flat in Hearn Bay, which is where we've been li living while we've been here. And uh, we thank God for guiding us to see Salter through various interesting circumstances. And we feel that you've made us very welcome. So thank you very much. So I grew up in a small town called Staines in Middlesex, which has now renamed itself grandly as Staines-upon-Thames. <laughs> and... Uh, before I went to Uganda, I was living and working in Cheshire up in the northwest of England, 
as a librarian with Cheshire County Council. I was quite happy in my job and my career. And then um, when I was just over 30, I felt God challenging me to do something else with the gifts and the talents he'd given me to serve him. And uh, God led me through various ways to join up to serve with Wycliffe for two years as a short-termer. And I went to Northwest Uganda to help two languages with their literacy efforts producing primers and alphabet charts and stories in the local languages. While I was there, I met Gift. And as you heard on the video, we got married and I'm still there. So um, a word of warning, when you trust God and you step out in faith, you never know where he's going to take you. <laughs> but I have to say it's been wonderful. I have no regrets and I'm very pleased that I took that step of faith. So we want to share a bit with you this morning about what we've been doing in Uganda. Hopefully the video has given you a good introduction. Now for those of you who, for whom geography is not your strong point, we brought a map. So Uganda is about halfway down Africa on the right-hand side. That's what I usually tell people. And it's where the equator is uh, and Lake Victoria. So it's quite easy to spot. Gift, can you point it out? Okay, there we are. And we live as a family in Entebbe on the shores of Lake Victoria but Gift comes from northwest Uganda, from a town called Arua. So what do we do in Uganda? As you saw on the video, Gift is a language programs coordinator, which is a grand title that means he supervises and oversees the translation teams, translating the Old Testament at the moment in five different languages, and the literacy and the scripture engagement work that they do to accompany the translation. And my work involves supporting the literacy and scripture engagement teams. And the work that they do um, is in helping people to learn to read and write in their languages so that they can read the scriptures once they've been translated. They also produce, with my help, literacy materials such as school books, reading books, Bible story guides, and other books and materials you saw on the video earlier. I don't speak all those languages, I hesitate to add, but uh, the people who do write and translate and type those books, and I help them do the formatting and desktop publishing on the computer and get them ready to go off to the printers. Um, in Entebbe, we've been renting houses up to now, but recently we decided it was time to buy a piece of land, and we've done that, and we've started building uh, a house for ourselves, which we're going to move into when we get back at the end of this month or early June. James and Simon Peter go to school in Entebbe, and uh, they're in a Ugandan school, a Christian school, which is lovely, and they really enjoy it most of the time. Um, here, they've been at school in Hearn Junior School, which is a Church of England school, and they've also enjoyed that, and we're very grateful to God for that opportunity. Many people ask me, have your parents been out to see you? And the answer to that is yes. My mum and dad came out from Tunbridge, where they live in Kent, about an hour from here. They came out for our wedding, and they came out for uh, when the children were born, and my mum came to visit us most recently in October 2017. 
So it just shows that when you're over 70, you can still come to Africa. And her, her visit was a blessing and an encouragement to us. Thank you very much, Catherine. You're still in Africa. You're still in Uganda <laughs> with me. Um, join me to congratulate Catherine for 15 years of service with Wycliffe in Uganda. Just yesterday, we received a post from Wycliffe Bible Translators, a certificate for having served as a missionary in Uganda. Thank you very much. Why are you a Christian is a question that some youngsters asked me last Sunday when I was sharing my faith with them. And I thought I would ask that same question to you. Why are you a Christian? You know the answer best. But this is what I told them. I became a Christian because Jesus is coming back. And he's coming back very soon. So I wanted to be on his side when he comes back. <laughs> and up to now, I'm still on his side. I committed my life to Christ uh, a few years ago in 1997. And I'm still walking with the Lord. We've been celebrating Easter. Christ died, Christ is risen, and Christ is coming again. He's coming to meet you, and he's coming to meet me. And are you still ready for Christ to meet you? Everything we do, everything I do, is to meet Christ, is to be with him. We had a wonderful reading from Hebrews this morning. And just verse 7 says something wonderful in part. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. The voice that calls you to salvation, the voice that calls me to salvation, every day we should not harden our heart. This is eternal life. Let us therefore make every effort to enter the rest so that no one will perish by following the example of those who are disobedient. That is why Christ came for me and why he came for you, and that is salvation. And that comes from the power of the Bible, from the power of his word. Verse 12 says God's word, that's the Bible. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing souls and spirits, joints and marrows. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of our hearts. Why is Wycliffe Bible Translation involved? in Bible translation. Why did I join it? I could have gone and worked somewhere. Why are churches in Africa, in Asia, and in the UK, and other parts of the world supporting the work 
or Bible translation, supporting the work of translating the Bible. I think in the video I mentioned it. I'll say it again. The reason as to why the Bible is so powerful is because it is the word of God and it can transform lives. It transformed my life. Many times when I think about myself, from when I wasn't a committed Christian to when I became a Christian and now continuously walking with the Lord, I sometimes imagine Christ picked me from a dustbin, rejected, dirty, filthy, with all my sins, with all the things I imagined, and pulled me out. Probably he left some other people at that time, got me, cleaned me with his precious blood, and said, go and serve me and serve my people. I don't know how yours is like, but that's how it felt for me. From nothing, from being rejected, from being hated, and also from being bitter, angry, because of things that happened to me and my life and my family. But Christ pulled me out and gave me a heart to forgive, a heart to serve. Today in Uganda, there are 42 languages spoken. English and Swahili are the other two, making it 42. And there are 17 people groups and languages that have got access to God's word in their language. In addition to that, there's eight other languages that have the New Testament. Our team is working on nine languages in the country. When we published the Bibles, we tried to make an audio version of it. For those who cannot read and write and they're blind, this is known as a proclaimer. Well done, my friend. This is a proclaimer so that people can listen to God's word. Those who may have the Bible but don't know how to read can still follow it from here and open the books and read. I'm going to read in my language. Mungu niba nyakwe di lele turisi. Erifemvi erini tile alore. Dini badria alo alo eria ipire. Majadriku. Temauvu idri dani dani ribe. Can anyone tell me? Which book in the Bible that verse is found from? Put up your hand. I already told you it's in my language. As I say this, my heart goes to people all over the world and in Uganda. Sometimes that is exactly how they hear God's word. It's up to the preacher to interpret it for them. And I'm going to say that verse, can anyone say it in English? John chapter 3, verse 16. All of you 
Most of you who become Christians probably know it. And that's one of the verses that brought me to Christ. How can people know if you don't speak to them, particularly in the language of their heart? When we first received our first publication after 13 years of translating the New Testament, 13 years from the start, just the New Testament, which is half of this book, it took 13 years. We think the Old Testament for this language might take about 8 to 10 years. But when we got it, it was like God in the culture of the people in the language of the people and they were hearing God speak to them. Several years ago, I heard Jesus speak to me when I watched Jesus' film in my language. It came so powerfully. It was more personal. It went into my heart, into my heart. And that is what the scripture is saying even in Hebrews today. It penetrates us. If it's in a language you don't understand, it will not go deep into our hearts. This is what one of our translators said. He's called Aristarchus. Reading God's word in my language helps me to have a deeper meaning of what God is saying compared to reading it in other languages. Gassiodo, Catherine used to work with her, when she, with him, when he got the printed part of the New Testament, this is what he said, now I feel like having the whole Bible in my heart and mind because God is speaking in my language to me. Juliet, who was in the video, opening the Bible for the very first time in the church, said, we call this New Testament the mother of the people. If I can read it, speak to one person, and the person understands it, speaks to another person, by the end of the day, all the people we know in our homes will become Christians. When he said that I was there when they were recording it, I was filled with tears. She's a teacher and says she will read it, speak to somebody, and somebody will speak to another person. I felt that is what Christ wants us to do. We want to thank you as a church for welcoming us, for accepting us to be part of you. I think this time we've been back, we felt part of a church. We felt you have said, welcome. Come just as you are. Even when you feel vulnerable, you can have security in Christ and with brothers and sisters. I think this is the image of this church. A place that we can all feel secure under the cross, empty cross, empty tomb, but Jesus is coming. A place where Jesus is at the center. 
When we launched the Luguere New Testament, there were over 16,000 people who came. And for me, it felt like Revelations. That's about one and a half years ago. In Revelations chapter 7, verse 9, just a part of it, it says, A great multitude that no one could count from every nation, from all tribes and people and languages standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out aloud, Salvation belongs to God who sits at the throne and the Lamb. That is the church, the global church. We'd like to invite you to be part of this mission, of the story of bringing God's word to his people in the language they can read. We would like to be, as a family, your mission partners abroad. We would like to be your hand and your feet abroad. Where through us, through your prayers for us, through your financial support from us, for us, that we can reach out and share this wonderful message of God's word that transforms lives with people out there. And as we go back, we're planning to go at the end of the month, once all our paperwork is done, we want to feel that we have a home church at Sea Shelter that is praying for us. And I'm confident that even when we fail to pray there, you will be praying for us. Because I know there are moments when it's difficult to pray when you are abroad. So please join us. We still have a financial deficit in our budget, particularly in the area of our health, medical insurance, and school fees for children. There are other things we need to be doing as families. So all Wycliffe members like us get our financial support from churches, from friends, and individuals who donate towards our needs through Wycliffe Bible Translators. And if the Lord has blessed you and you would like to give financially, and you're a taxpayer, please gift aid it. And Wycliffe Bible Translators would always send it to us to live on abroad. And we want to thank you again. I want to thank Paulette for opening the doors of this church to us that we can come and worship during Sundays and during weekdays. And for all of you here who've opened your heart in one African language in Botswana, we call it the big bonanja. You have a very big heart to serve God, that the Lord continues to give you that heart to serve him and his people in this country. If you'd like to pray for us at home, don't forget to go home with our prayer card, put it on your fridge or in your Bible or somewhere to remember to pray for us. And uh, yet there's a link there if you'd like to support us financially. This is our leaflet from Wycliffe Bible Translators. It has come to an end, but feel free to request them to send you a copy. It has a section where you can pray every day. It's free. 
they send it to everybody who would like to have a copy. Due to data protection, something we can't, we can't give your addresses to Wycliffe Bible Translators office here. You should request them. You write to them yourself. And if you'd like to receive our newsletters, I've got an, um, a list there for you to sign up. Catherine will send it to you. Finally, may the Lord bless you and use you to serve him as you serve one another in this country and in this church. I would like to pray for you. Let us pray. Father in heaven, you know us by name and you know each and everybody here this morning. Thank you for their strengths. Thank you for their weaknesses. Thank you for their struggles. Thank you for their pains and sicknesses. I just pray now that you stretch your hand and heal the sick and touch them at their points of need. And those who are struggling in various ways, Lord, you stretch your hands and touch them and bring them out of that struggle. And those who haven't yet known you, we say it again, today is the day of salvation. Those who have ears, let them hear what the scripture says. That your word which is alive will speak to them and bring them to you. That your light, which is the light of Christ, as in John chapter 8, verse 12, you have said, I am the light of the world. That you give your light to us. That we will shine it. That each member of this church will shine it. And it will draw more people to your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.